Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Match Ball. Hello. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the match ball for the Leeds versus Brighton game. 2-2. Brought to you in association with Levi Solicitors. It's 10% off at levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. 10% off your legal fees. Say the words, Michael. Will's probate conveyance. Will's probate conveyance and the rest. What is the best thing about their website? You can book appointments online. Book appointments online and therefore use them UK-wide in in cities such as Moscow. Um, you've not got your special list yeah I've not got my list I can't remember any towns just name a a place in the the UK I'll give you a clue Brighton that's one yeah but we don't want to help anybody in Brighton you can use uh, Levi's to give like legal um, trouble to people in Brighton that you don't like great there we go Uh, that that might be a misuse of their services yeah probably but they won't do it because they're very good ethical people yeah Yeah, they'll stop you in your tracks um as Andrew says in the comments on YouTube, live on YouTube for the TSB Plus members who get priority access to this and access to the live stream. Uh, nice to get a Desmond. Yeah, the old tutu. Mm. Um, didn't deserve it, did we, really? God, no. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it needs to be said, Brighton are a bloody good team. I want to say that right up front. <sighs> well, they yeah. are, aren't they? Yes. That, that Mitoma, right. Mitoma, number 22. Mm. Dead good. And better than any of our players. What he did to Luke Ayling was... That was unfair, wasn't it? Despicable. Mm. He sullied. He sullied the legacy of a of a great man. But yeah, they look to have a lot of ideas going forward. Pass, pass, pass. All that sort of stuff. I did sit couldn't there. Couldn't score though. Well, the, the pass, well, pass, pass. Scored twice, but they, they couldn't score as many <laughs> as they scored des- more than they us. Couldn't score as many as they deserved to. The, yeah, the pass, pass, pass going forward just left me a little envious, and I ended up having a chat with the bloke who just sits behind me, saying, "We used to play like that. Mm. We did, didn't we? But um, we've gone through this strange journey of sacking a manager who believed heavily in possession and control in a game to." one who was the natural successor who did the opposite and now we seem to have a squad that doesn't know whether it's um, neither here nor there with, with regards to that. We, mm. that's, I think that's the thing that um, that probably bothered me about that is just how weak and lightweight we look in possession. Is that just is that down to the league position or pressure or what do you think? Or is it all Brendan Aronson? Uh, is his, his weakness so is he so weak it's spread to other people? <laughs> if he'd passed that one to Rodrigo yeah. when he broke over halfway and Rodrigo's going down his left on the outside with mm. acres of he had like a mitoma amount of space to run into and then Aronson runs in the other direction <laughs> uh, it just, it's funny it's like how he could not uh, see that when it was right there if you just glance and it was happening um, but yeah we but we scored uh, Pat Bamford admittedly got a deflection but his right foot see Pat use right your right foot. foot and it 
cannons in off, off a leg and a bar, exactly how he planned it when he kicked the ball. And then Harrison. Yeah. I mean, the Bamford one, when he did it in celebrating, I was just shouting. He used his right foot. He used he used his right foot. I, I had think to work. We, we need to just address the Aronson because Steve's already jumped on it. Stephen has jumped on it in the comments. Well, we don't. We're not genuinely blaming Aronson for the for this. It was just. No. It was oh just no! A, it was just a passing joke about his lightweightness. Yes. But he had lots of moments. Um, and he's not the only one. But he had like several moments where he just gets caught in possession or he gets knocked over. There was one point where a Brian player um, knocked him absolutely flying, and it's just funny. It's just the way he is. It's like yeah. the same with um, last week when it's Harrison's crossing. Yeah, like loads of them just drift into the back of the stand and it's like, this is what it's like. Yeah. The, and it's the, kind the, of a money and it would have been, it would have been so good because he's the one, the chance we're talking about. If he just played Rodrigo in, it would have been beautiful, but he didn't. So like, we life goes on. Yeah. It's all right, but it's oh, just one, one moment. You want in, him to yeah. just do it. It's like, and, and because as it's, well. I was going to say, it's just one moment in many and it's fresh in the mind as well because it's just happened towards the back end of the game. But there yeah. were loads, there were loads of moments where midfield should have put the foot in, didn't put the foot in and we lost out to loads of So foot. it's Tyler Adams' fault. Well, look, well, the, <laughs> the, the, the whole midfield wasn't great. Rocker was, didn't do anything either really, did he? Well, the, the other thing about like the, the carelessness and the lightweightness in possession, is that word? Um, was not just that, but the bite in the tackle as well. We seem to lose so many 50-50s as well. Mm. Yeah, it's a bit, it's funny. So the thing about the game in general is that Brighton and Deserby, Deserby has designed that style of football basically to ruin the style of football that Jesse Marsh tried to make us play. It's anti-pressing. That's why they stand in the penalty area just passing and without waiting. even thinking, and just standing on the ball. Do you know what the cool kids call it? They're setting traps. And they were setting traps because but they try and suck you in, don't you? Get the crowd frustrated. Yeah, and we, we, we fell for it, yeah. Yeah, there was one moment. It was second half, um, and the crowd got frustrated. And I think it might have been Tyler Adams who responded. Like, I think he responded to the crowd and pressed. And then as soon as that happened, pass, pass, pass. And they're basically up our end. And it's, it's kind of uh, really impressive to watch. Um, but it's designed absolutely to stop us doing what we've been doing for the last year. Um, so I'm actually, I'm really, I'm taking that point because I think that's one of the toughest games. That's one of the daft we'll things, isn't it? When you look at the other results this weekend and, you know, the Everton game today against Brentford, but then winning. Bournemouth against Liverpool. Bournemouth against Liverpool. You unhelpful. Can, very unhelpful. But you would have taken a point going into this game when you, that's the annoying thing. But mm. I think it, because there were... <sighs> It was more about the shape of the game, wasn't it? It was the fact that, as you said, Moscow, I thought it is, as well, I thought the crowd were being unfair to the team a little bit, but I also understood why the crowd were frustrated because this is a crowd that has been conditioned to see successful pressing football and they weren't doing it because we're trying to stay compact and in shape, you know, have structure. We're trying all, not to fall for it. All the stuff that we had um, missing, you could argue, under Jesse Marsh, which was the charging off around the pitch and leaving massive gaping holes. We tried to minimise that by staying in, in structure, didn't we? But I did understand that. Um, it was. That I understood the frustration because you're just thinking, "Well, go get it then, go get it." But you've mm -hmm. got to be careful about that, aren't you, with Brighton? It's weird to watch, though, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's the thing. It's it's strange to see a defender or two defenders at points just playing the ball between each other and no one doing anything about it. It goes against your instincts, doesn't it? To go, well, someone needs to go in, but then. I think as well. It, I don't know. It sort of it did sort of limit them getting it into midfield, didn't it? Because we were saying, well, if we if we mark if we stay in a line here and mark the midfielders rather than you, you can't give it to McAllister or Matoma or one of the. Well, because they they kept trying. Like same. like I'm, I was perfectly happy. In, in fact, in the last minute when the ball fell on the edge of the box to dunk, you were like, perfect. It's yeah. gone to dunk, and you put it wide. Like he, you want him on the ball probably more than any other right player. He's a good defender and all, but. Um, not particularly great with the ball. No, I was just going to say, sorry, on that on the point that you were making then about what we limited um, them to doing was that ball 
which they kept trying over and over again, which was the centre-backs pinging it right through the lines, through the midfield, but low into the feet of an attacker who'd drop in and then return the ball and try and spin or maybe play, play a ball inside. And they got away with it a number of times. They did it a number of times. You could see that was the tactic they were kind of trying to do, get us to press right up on them when our midfield sat right up on the edge of their box with our attackers. And, and it left that big gaping hole in midfield, didn't it? And their other one was... Bloody hell, this is uh, tactics. Their other one was over Ailing's head to try and hit Mitomba, which uh, worked a few times, and bless him, I think. So I actually think Ailing did all right, considering what he was up against. And I think as well... Did he? I don't think he did. Somerville, <laughs> but Somerville's got to help him. And I think it was, mm-hmm. it was noticeable after half-time, Somerville was on it. The 20 minutes before half-time... Ailing was tearing his man bun out with him. There was one where uh, there's a few times we watched someone was just kind of standing watching things while you've got players running around trying to help Ailing out, and it's his job. And there was one um, Melier actually kicked a goal kick towards him, and he rather than challenge the player who went up to for the header, Somerville kind of like turned away and was like, "Oh, I'll see if it's going to drop over here." And he's he just doesn't look. Um, there is he's quite, not got the defensive mind. There is quite a lot of that with this entire side, did you think? That second ball mentality where they often either won't challenge or they just think, I'll see where this goes. Yes, and that's, in fact, I was going to say that when we got into the Brighton thing because the way we, um, it was surprising a little bit. We were quite successful with stopping them a few times when they tried playing through us. We would get, uh, stop them from doing it but we wouldn't win the second ball. Like we'd get a tackle in or we'd get a foot in or we'd get a little deflection on it and then you'd see two Leeds players kind of going like, well, are you going to have it then? And Brighton would just go, oh, we'll just have it back in that case. Um, and that was a little disappointing considering um, that, that those are the moments that they have been taught over the last year to do, which is to press and win the ball and get on the second ball and then rush at goal, which is kind of what we were trying to get get to happen, but not in the six-yard box. Trying let them get out a little bit, win the ball, in their half, preferably, and then go. But we were winning the ball in their half and then letting them win it back. And um, I don't know if maybe the players are a bit caught between two coaches now. That's that, what I meant when they're yeah, between two yeah. pillars. Yeah, yeah, it's not quite knowing what to do with it because you've been conditioned since pre-season to do one thing and then someone else has come in with a different idea. But just win the fucking ball. Mm. Get the ball. I mean, I thought it was quite cute. And Leah's mentioned this in the comments on YouTube. Um, the Brighton fans are laying from 20 minutes on. Not that they were going anywhere with it, but that that grumble, that grumble in the crowd sort of manifested itself. And you, But you saw them probing, you probed down the right and you went back to the centre-halves and thought, we've actually defended that correctly and we've done well. But again, going back to the point I made before, you understand the frustration, don't you, when you just see our players dropping off. Like, I'm like I was chatting to my dad about it and he was saying like, what, you know, why is the fullback um, not closer to their wide player? And I was like, well, if you look at how big they're trying to make the pitch, both wide players were, were hugging the touchlines. So our, our defensive structure is to defend the, the width of the area. So you, you notice that like Ailing on the right would be positioned by the you know the, the 18 yard box line and the same over on the other side for Furpo. And then they'd go out and meet the player. But it's frustrating to watch when you see the ball arriving there, but they obviously mm-hmm. fancied themselves to defend it facing up to somebody, which seemed to be actually more successful than um, the other alternative, which was to let them ping the big balls in behind when Ailing got caught loads. Yeah, I mean, their first goal was from a cross, wasn't it? Which... Yeah, but it started with a throw-in and then it's pass, 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 pass mm. over to one wing, then across. And the one I was just going to say, the one when they started all laying, um, they did end up um, attacking. Like they were, they took the ball from uh, just like, the, it was the two centre-backs were just passing to each other. And so it was a bit of a Brighton piss take. They were just like, oh, we'll just all lay this while they're passing to each other. And then they kept all laying. 
because they passed all the way up to our end of the pitch and were attacking from our corner and then it went on for bloody ages and I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, as it has been flagged up in the um, in the comments, Steve has just mentioned that it was getting ready to turn ugly before Bamford scored and it was. It mm. was right on that knife edge of the crowd. The, gr- the, the grumble had turned into outright booing and what the fuck is going on? I was going to say, was that was the, the Olaine bit, was that around 35 minutes? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I've, my notes say, 35, we can't get the ball. What the fuck is going on? Um, and then Bamford... Also, it was you started And then it. Bamford right front. No, it was, it was a reminder that that chant did happen and then continued after Bamford's goal. It was actually 25 when there was the first Olaine. Now I look, but then Yarrick kept going. And I think the thing, I think the reason, that's a really tough game for us in two ways. One, because of, as I was saying, Deserby kind of his desire is to to be the anti like the unpressable team so it's kind of against everything that we do secondly and uh you know this is kind of thing that people don't like you saying but it's only brighton and so the perception within the stadium if nobody's seen brighton play before then yeah what the fuck was going on if you don't know what deserby yeah, yeah. is about and you see that game where their center their center back it reminded me of when reading came on the yap stam when um but they were terrible at it where they just stood in their half and passed the ball between their centre-backs, but to the point that they were so bad at it, it was funny. That night, Alondro yeah. was laughing. Because um, that's all they were doing. They weren't getting out, were they? Yeah. They were just like, right, fine. Yeah. And also, like, we weren't a pressing team, so we were just in our half watching them, like their centre-halves, 40 yards away from anybody, passing to each other, wondering what the hell was going on. But um, obviously, we don't, you know, don't watch Brighton every week, don't really interested in, in what they're doing. But then they turn up with a style of play that is completely unusual like nobody else is playing the way that Brighton really do and then um, and what's our tactic against it is to kind of probably the right thing to do is to stand and watch until they try to attack and then try to stop the ball because it, it is I mean if the game had gone uh, Grathia has said that we you know we went for it to win but I don't think we would have minded if the game had been 90 minutes of Webster and Dunk passing to each other and then it's nil-nil. <laughs> that would have been fine. It but takes, it's everything else that we have to worry about. Yeah. It takes some adjusting to, doesn't it? Because it's a system set up with the, the a tacit acknowledgement that we're the worst. That we're not we're not gonna get anything from this game like if we the try infi- the inferior team. If we try to play in a yeah. in an attacking way. Whereas we had a few years under Bales where that was we never ever did that. And occasionally mm. we did get spanked, but we never ever sat off people, did we, and, and tried to not win a game or tried to Tried to nick a game. It wasn't in our nature to do that, was it? Whereas today... It, it felt like the game plan today was set up to um, allow them to have the ball in defensive areas and see if they could get through us, sit tight for an hour and then try and mm-hmm. nick it later on. It felt to me like that's, that's the way we were set up from the start and obviously the game went in a different direction. But I mean, and we did nick it, didn't we? Because it's not like we created chances particularly. Well, let's talk about the positives because the goals were good. Both goals were good. Um, and yeah, and in terms of... You know, I've spoken before on, on I this mean, sh- it was... If if Bamford's goes in against us, I say that's just a very but heavily. It was deflected. set up well though, and it's it set up from um, Harrison winning a tackle down the wing, mm. racing to keep it in, which is one of the things that you will always you have to love about Jackie Harrison: his first touch and his willingness to chase a ball when it's like millimeters from going out. He, he tried doing it um, at one point in the second half when the ball was quite clearly there was absolutely no chance he was going to stop it from going out for a goal kick, and he just had a little bit. Of, Actually, no, he raced for it and he's yeah. like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. He always tries and it works. Kept that ball in, got it to Bamford and bless him, right foot. Thank you, Pat. Um, you don't shoot, you don't score. That was a problem that became in the second. I thought we ended quite uh, well, not to skip ahead, but last 20 minutes when we're 
tapping it around their penalty area to just one of you to shoot. Yeah, if, um, if, if that game had gone on for another 10 minutes, let's say, you, you might have, we might have nicked it. Yeah. And then Pazabam's had the shot and uh, loved his celebration. I was, he milked it, didn't he, that one? I was a little bit like, <laughs> how long are we actually going to celebrate this part? I know well, it's been a while. I was just going to say, great goal. I've said before, like, be at this show, off the Phil Hay show, whatever, about football being about moments and, and seasons turning on moments. And with the crowd as it was, just on that that precipice of, I, you know, I imagine that the sack the board chance wouldn't have been far away. Mm. Maybe even I was, I was trying to think of who's going to fashion this into a, you can stick your 10% up your arse or something like that. Um, and then for it to just pick the ball up like that and just twat it in from distance. When you've been you've been crying out for somebody just to pick the ball up and put it in the back of the net via just one means or another. And he did it and he was like, all right. <laughs> and then after his assist with the equaliser, the boy, Jackie himself. Mm. The boy, the boy. Yeah, I've not, I haven't seen a replay of, of Harrison's own goal. Um, it wasn't an own goal, it was a goal. Was it? Did he score an own goal? I think he, he yeah, because he should have kicked it with his right Oh, and ended okay. up trying to take it on his left and just put it into the net. And without a little telly these days, so I didn't oh, really yeah. know what happened oh, to that. Oh, taking it off you. Oh, I'm on the gantry now. Oh, oh, he's back. Back he's up back. there. He's I mean, the gantry. Are we blaming him for the second goal? Well, I mean, I'd like, I, well, I couldn't see it. I would be upset. Until I've seen a replay, I don't know, but I was listening to Radio Leeds on the walk back down and they were saying that he should have kicked it away with his right foot very hard, mm. which, just remember that idea, kicking it very hard with your right mm-hmm. foot. But instead, he led with his left foot and he volleyed it in. Uh, my, um, my notes for it just say two one. Fuck knows Messi. Yeah, because I mean, <laughs> it was I, I didn't know. It was I mean I'm in the cop, so it's far end, and it it just it looked like we should have done something better than we did. It was about all I could get. I mean, from I'm, it. I'm just going into the comments now on the YouTube stream, and people obviously who would have listened uh, watched this one on the radio. Yeah. Uh, Jane, Andrew, Lee, all thank you. Leading off, Wedgebot said it was very much an on goal, on goal, definite okay. on goal. Yes, it was Harrison's fault, hundred percent. But wasn't there a bigger problem that we remember the... Strachan in the Charity Shield, nineteen ninety-two? Okay. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The bigger problem was that we'd let Brighton pass 
from uh, their right wing over to the left all the way to the goal line. And I was going to say, Ailing, back. Ailing again is being flagged up in the comments. People saying he just mm. completely exposed it on that side. Yeah, you got, did he get... Yes, there were a few times he got done. We got away with quite a lot. And then I think once the ball's on the goal line and if you you know, if you know can't sort your legs out, you know, it should have been stopped before then. But um, let's just talk about him scoring. <laughs> <laughs> He, well, we did. We did get the full. We were trying to do the positives, weren't well, we? Well, we got we got the full Harrison today, didn't we? People say he doesn't do the numbers. He's done everything. Everything from they described it on Radio Leeds as the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, I'm going to say the sublime to the ridiculous because the mm. finish was sublime. The own goal was ridic- ridiculous, and some of his he's just weird. He's a bit of a weird player, is is Harrison, isn't he? In, in that you just get so frustrated with him often, mm. and yet there are really good elements to his game. I'll be honest, today I didn't want him starting, and then I'd have taken him off before he scored. I'd have taken him off before he scored their goal too, though, in fairness. So maybe that evens out. But he's, yeah, he's frustrated me the past few weeks. Um, and yet. And, and yet he did that. But I was I was surprised that both him and Aronson didn't go off sooner because I thought they were both having some some problem using the ball. Yeah, it's 50-50, in it? Are they bad at using the ball? Are they are Brighton good at stopping them? I thought, you know, Brighton were good. And there was some... Harrison got at least two good crosses in and it's almost like you're wondering how much you you know you want 10 good crosses and you want them all to be headed in but then you end up looking at like success rates for uh, crosses in the Premier League and stuff and it's actually like two good crosses a game is like you'll give somebody 100 grand a week um, <laughs> it's a really funny sport in that respect and then um, and then the goal I mean, Harrison gave them. he gave the ball away twice in the first two minutes as well which didn't help my yeah he started terribly it didn't help my perception of why on earth is he playing? Because he was streaming. Like, Fucking hell! <laughs> but he was also in the last twenty minutes. Was racing back, um, covering Ailing, and, mm-hmm. and that's like, the thing you get. You get, you, get well. the, you get the work from him, don't yeah. you? Whereas maybe if Somerville does tend to leave Ailing a little bit exposed at times, which we, we could have done without today. To be perfectly honest, yeah. given how I much mean, trouble he had with Matoma, he didn't have a lot going forward either. He didn't. No, he didn't offer much. He was quite quiet. I think Tyler um, Adams spent some time bollocking him as well at one point as well. I, I wasn't entirely sure what he, he was, was getting at. He was bollock. I think, he was about, I think it was about his movement. I think he was saying you should have gone to help out on that side or something. I couldn't really work it out. He was getting. He gets a lot of bollockings, which is one of the reasons why I think. Um, yeah, I'm not sure that the rest of the players particularly enjoy him being there because Ailing was like playing a pass and then it just goes out of play and he's bollocking Somerville. So it's obviously he was expecting Somerville to be doing something else. Adams was bollocking him, and then I don't know if that's the same time. Because I thought he might have been bollocking Bamford, so it might be another bollocking, a lot of bollocking. But um, Mitoma was on the ball attacking Ailing at the time. And I thought, Tyler, bigger issues right now. And it was in our box that I saw him bollocking him. Right, okay. He was having a go at Pat Bamford at the same time while Mitoma was dribbling upfield. <laughs> like, yeah. Lads, deal with that one, first. One thing at once. He's a free but, spirit, is little Jimmy, isn't he? Um, yeah, but he needs, he needs, he needs to, to learn, learn the structure. Yeah, he yeah. needs to, if you could get some of the. Um, he's got the great examples around him because the way. The thing about Harrison is, you know, even his bad games, he's going to work his bollocks off and that has its own value. So many bollocks in this match. But can we talk about his goal? In a minute. In a minute. Can we just, I need to get this one away before the, com- uh, the comment disappears off the top of the screen. But Chappie's saying that Harrison at the minute is preoccupied with thoughts of absolutely skying loads of crosses for Leicester instead, <laughs> which I had to get in there. Oh, bless him. Oh, Jack, keep it out, lad. Keep it out. So his cross went in, though, didn't it? Today it was a that miss, was that was an inten- a very oh, okay. intentional finish, Michael Normanson. I thought it, it was a great finish, wasn't it? It was. It took me completely by surprise. And that right foot that he should have swung at the own goal. Do you remember I mentioned that before? Mm. Did it with this? Was it very? This was it very dippy? This shot. Yeah, it looked very dippy. Was it, deep, it was deeply dippy? I don't think that what the um, I don't think the 
goalkeeper even dived. Yeah, he just sort of went, I was confused by I it. Think, that's why I think he did, he did that sort of dive sidewaysy backwards mm. as it went over him, you know, like when you went, oh God, it's gone in that. And it was like, it's one, I think it would be very satisfying on whichever highlights program you choose to watch on because there's a huge gap, but you need to put it there. And also players don't normally try it. Mm. So it's like straight in. And Nyonto needs some credit for this one as well. So I feel like we've, we've done Arison. That It's all the credit he's getting. <laughs> um, because, and this is why Brighton were having a big uh, fit about that goal being allowed. Because there's two balls on the pitch. Two balls on the pitch. But Nyonto immediately grabbed the second one and bowled it out of play. Yeah. So problem was solved. And if he'd not done that, if he'd left it there, um, if it had still been on the pitch when the ball went in the top corner, I think the referee would have had a hard time um, letting that goal stand our, as it was. Our little cabal of people, we were convinced that that was going to get disallowed when the Brighton players were in his ear. I thought he was going to say, don't worry, we'll check it on VAR. But then they waved it through, didn't they? And- Is Paul Tierney normally nice to us? Is he normally all right? Do you consider him quite nice today? He seemed to be a little bit mild by his own standards, didn't he? He was, yeah. ter- he was Perry, Perry, Lemon and Herb today. He let that one stand. and he, then He seemed quite determined not to book people early on, I thought. He he, how many times did he go to Robin Cock? Last one. Well, he warned <laughs> yeah. him, didn't he? He warned him that first one where he, he turned, uh, was, I can't remember it was, it turned in, might be McAllister, but he, a... he warned him and then, then he said to him, like, right, next one's a booking. So he got, mm. he got away with two, didn't yeah. he? But the bookings he, um, were, yeah, the bookings were, Firpo did manage to get his, didn't he? Yeah, right at the end. Right, right. in the end. <laughs> was it the arm? Oh, no, it was the tackle. He got away with the arm, didn't he? When he only put his arm across the, the player he was trying to pull down. Oh, I thought that was all right. He was barely touched him. Yeah, it was a foul. It was a good, it was, it, it was was a a good solid junior Firpo foul, that one. And there was a few, uh, the Brighton fans were getting very upset at one point because we were getting lots of free kicks and they weren't getting any. Um, and Tierney seems to be sort of, I think he kind of perhaps tuned into the way they were playing and what we were trying to do that we were trying to get. Uh, the tackles in before they crossed halfway. So even if the tackle was a little bit rough, he was kind of going, fine. Yeah. You, 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 you know, that's the way you want to play the game, Brighton. This, this is where they're going to try and tackle you. So you've got to accept them, expect them to be a bit late. Also, McAllister did, did spend a lot of time rolling around on the floor as well. So yeah. God, there was that moment. Fine. Was it him in the second half? McAllister's number 10, isn't he? Of course, he's mm. number 10, obviously, McAllister. The mess. Uh, yeah. Uh, in front of the East Stand down near me. That, that, yeah. that got me particularly acting juvenile and angry. Did he get his toasted on or something? It didn't look like much at all, but it was one of those he, he, was, think, he, he was must have been bit, caught yeah. a bit because yeah. that actually seemed to spark the atmosphere a bit. Mr. It Philip, a, sorry. It was a weird atmosphere to that point. Yeah. Mr. Philip of Hay, who I assume did see a little telly, tweeted that um, Tyler had left one on him. Good. And really? He said it would have been a booking if the referee had seen it. Oh, really? It. You think I thought, well, I, I was close to it and I think, and Phil, bear in mind, Phil's over the other side of the ground. Mm. I think he's wrong. Phil's well, got a bear in mind, he saw a little telly on the replay, but you got bear in mind as well. Don't really know anything about football, does he? No. It's no. he's, he's a elite, elitating bastard. Yeah. Absolute hearts fan, isn't he? Oh, um, where else should we go with this? Have we dealt with everything why, um, to all? Why crowd, we, crowd was weird, wasn't it? Very briefly got Nonto mentioned. Why are we not starting him? Because he's still our best player. I think he's been a bit tired and I suspect... They he think, never looks tired. I, th- I think, like, that's why I thought today, you know, I said earlier about us trying to keep it tight for an hour and then bring him on. Uh, sorry, not bring him on, but then, then try and nick one. I thought that was his role in this. I thought they were mm. thinking about um, maybe trying to bring on the attacking players that would perhaps win us that game. I think on. we should nick some game in the first half. Yeah, because you look at it and you saw what he contributed to the team versus his pal Somerville today. And you know, you always say these things with the benefit of watching the game in hindsight, but I would have put him in over Somerville today and maybe even Harrison. But Yeah, he yeah. maybe just needs a piece, just a rest. We've been relying on him too much. It wouldn't be a problem if Somerville and Harrison like put in six great crosses and we scored six. Wedgebot is suggesting that 19-year-olds don't get tired. Yeah, uh, tell Sam Byram... Yeah, Sam Byron got very tired. <laughs> he did get very tired. I don't know if he's if he's still yet recovered. 
Tell Chris Dawson. I mean, we never really got, he never got tired, did he? he? played like twice. He could have been the uh, Wolf Nianto if he'd only had the chance. Similar size. Mm. Yeah, he's only got little legs as well, so we've got to uh, look after him. And that's what I was going to say as well, is um, Brighton's second goal. Okay, admittedly, Jack Harrison scored it for them. But that was quite a dangerous time from uh, the game point of view because um, you don't want to be behind in the last 20 minutes against a team that is happy to just pass it between its two centre-backs. I had a bad feeling before um, Jackie got the equaliser. What minute did he score that? It took 77 minutes when he uh, finally put it in. And that put the cat amongst the pigeons from the uh, the way the game was going to go because it meant Brighton had to kind of, if they wanted to win, they now had to attack. They could. They didn't have 90 minutes to just pass around in their own six-yard box. And I think once it became um, a game where Brighton were attacking us, okay, Danny Welbeck turned into Maradona at one point and then put the ball over the bar. And he got through another time and Melier was out. I think he might have been offside, but Melier got him one-on-one. But I thought we were attacking pretty well once we had Nyonto and Rodrigo and Ruter all came on. And uh, we were. it was more of an even match once Brighton stopped just being... Silly asses on their own goal line, basically. Silly asses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that Welbeck one, I was just waiting for the net to, to ripple. It yeah. maybe shows why Welbeck has, has been a good player for his entire career, but never really scored very many goals because he was, uh, yeah, absolutely danced through people, didn't he? And then um wasn't even close, was it? It was like, it was, quite, it was quite a long way over. I think that ball is in the Peacock car park. <laughs> Shall we talk about the league table? No. No, very tight. Not interested in it. It is very tight. And I think that's why we don't need to lose our shit just yet about the state of things. Um, it could potentially look worse with Southampton and West Ham, either side of us. We're in that sandwich at the minute, both mm-hmm. having a game in hand. Plenty of teams down there are not very good. There is a lot of season still to go. Um, and it's funny, like, I found I found last season incredibly stressful. This season, I'm just letting it wash over me. And I, I accept that at some point, we will know our fate one way or another. Mm. Um, and I hope we'll be okay. We're still miles out. I mean, it's one of those... I know Bournemouth winning, beating Liverpool, puts pressure on for what we had to do. And then Everton beating Brentford at the same time as we're playing. None of it's helpful. But the league isn't getting sorted out today. league isn't sorted out based on these results. So another week when we're beating Wolves or somebody and then Brent, Everton are losing and Bournemouth are not beating Liverpool or whatever... It's going gonna, it's gonna to be like this for the next two months. It's going to be great. And also, I mean, what, what the frick are Liverpool doing? Yeah, ridiculous. We're, we're four points off 12. Mm. Is a weird, weird way of looking at it. It's incredibly tight. It's a yeah. weird, Can Chelsea like, still go? I feel like this is a very unusual shape of, of a league at the bottom. By now, somebody's been cut adrift. Nearly always, doesn't there? There's, yeah. There are one or two who you think like, oh, they're, they're going to they're gonna go, go pretty definitely. But this year, God, mm. it might be us. Yeah. How have Bournemouth got above us? Like this, none of this is stop. They, well, they won a game, Moscow. Mm. I don't know if you noticed it. Well, that's it. You only need to win one game and just, it all changes. Um, just wrapping wrap up on the post-match comments, I was going to say, sorry, De Zerbi, um, Pope is tweeting saying that De Zerbi says it's one of the most disappointing results of his time in charge. If ever there was a team who deserved to win, it was Brighton. What? And Hove Albion. That's a bit overdramatic. And I said it dramatic. He's not been there long, though, in fairness. So, not not so you. Saying. Your delivery was perfect. Oh, thank you. But his words mm. um, are very dramatic. Nonto is um, trending on Twitter with Fiona Bruce and Andrew Neil at the moment. So he's really Nonto presenting um, <laughs> so that's, match uh, of the day tonight. That's something. He's running a right wing right wing magazine. Should we fully scab it and present match of the day? Never. Should we put our services out? We're not as bad as Adam Pope. <laughs> <laughs> now, don't you don't you denigrate the great man? Um, anything else before we head off them? 
Uh, Jane asks, do Englishmen say frick? No, I think Moscow is just tempering his language there. He's usually a potty mouth, effing this, seeing that. But um, Yeah, you don't hear it very often, not as often as you should. What's the etymology of frick? That's what everybody's tuned in to know, isn't it? <laughs> um, Bamford as a whole, I thought it's... was quite good. Mm. That was something, that's something we haven't said. Um, no, was, Bamford as a whole is a relief rather than being in bits. <laughs> yes. <laughs> One whole Bamford. And there's some uh, positivity for today. Great performance by Luis Sinistera at the end. Yeah. Uh, did you enjoy his touch? So it was great. So he looked really, he, he walked off. Um, was he exhausted? No, how can I put this? He walked off sort of cradling the ball. I'm trying to, I'm trying to do a dirty joke. It's not really working. Um, the ball, the, when the full-time whistle went, the ball bounced into his hands. Imagine he, you doing dirty talk, Moscow. Just... A joke. And then he dirty was, talk um, <laughs> yeah, it's a different thing. Um, we, and you're thinking about dirty talk. Now, he was like, <laughs> Caressing? Caressing that ball. Stroking it. For all he was worth as if he as if he was like, oh, I wish as I was it playing pul- As it pulsated. But that's hands. good that he is uh, actually able to enter a field of play for us. Same with Rodrigo, same with Bamford. Javi's mentioned this. He's saying we've got a lot more attacking options. Like he, he actually mentioned some time ago, I think right at the start of the press conference, potentially, that um, the uh, Bamford was fine to start, but not to complete a full 90. And obviously Rodrigo's now playing his way back to fitness. Uh, this is me embellishing what he said, but we'll have more options next week, so we'll see, eh? Yeah, and then an international break, and then after that, it's just a run of straight wins. <laughs> you never know. Probably. We've always got one in us, man. We need more than one in us, though, don't we? That's the a, thing. A few will do we it. We can do with... A few will do it. At least four or five in us. Yeah, we've got that. He's what we probably not need. Not a problem. But I, I thought Bamford, he actually linked things up well. When it was... Because we were struggling to actually hold the ball at certain points, and when it felt like Bamford was... Which admittedly maybe ruins the shape of the team because there's not then anyone in the middle to receive the ball. Yeah, he was but dro- at various, dropping out at various points. He was like, I'll, I'll come out so we can actually keep hold of the ball for a little bit. Um, so he did that well. Wedgebot is just enjoying the dirty talks. Let's have a sub to only Leeds fans or something. One of my favourite. We could do this, on, uh, do this as a private stream, couldn't we? Like a sexy talk, get Moscow on the old. Uh, one of my favourite bits with Passer Bams was he ended up on the left wing uh, with the ball and then it was Furpo and Harrison kind of taking it in turns to do the one-twos with him as he gradually tried to work his way back into the middle without giving the ball away. Oh, we did it very successfully. And then as soon as he was in the middle, I think it might have gone to Rocker and then we lost it. And it was like, oh, all that effort just to try and work Bamford back into the box. And then it just didn't quite come off, but that was good. There were a, there were a couple of, oh, there was one there was one bit when we were dead good. <laughs> <laughs> I checked my notes. Uh, I don't think I noticed that. Um, Let's close on this thought then. Javi is saying that every point counts. So given everything, is is that a decent point in the end? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They were loads better than us. Yeah. <laughs> based on, yeah, based on the fact that they were much better than us and we didn't particularly create any chances. We just twatted a couple in. Mm-hmm. And the three things, so actually four. One, the pressure from Bournemouth before the game can't have helped. Two, um, they're loads better than us. Three, tactically, they're poison. Four, because of the team that they are, it's not us. It's not just tactically that they're poison, but that like the crowd were never going to like Brighton being better than us in the way that they were better than us. So they they were there to really get the Elland Road angry, which I think they achieved as well. So to get out of all of that, and then the second goal being scored when it was, it could have been very easy for them to just like shut the game down. And so there's five things now. Basically, we've got through. Like a real um, load of trouble with a point, and that's uh, good. Yeah, it's, it's weird that it's only Brighton thing. Yeah. Because I feel like it, from our expectations, 
Brighton and Southampton are kind of on a par, whereas Southampton are shit and we, Brighton, Brighton are really good. And they, they've them, been the man. consecutive home games and you almost expect that we could at some point show we're better than Brighton, but we're not. We played so, them. No. <laughs> Our players and, aren't as and good as been for a while. Well, I mean, no. one, one of their players won the World Cup and missed an absolute golden chance when he uh, mm, should have scored. Yeah. Mm. But um, I mean, we played both Brighton and Southampton in League One. Yeah. So it's like trying to get your head around the fact that uh, Brighton are, you know, well a run team, well run team, <laughs> well recruited. Yeah, good coach. It all fits together. I think there's a lot um, to be said about the way Brighton have built that team for that with that manager, either in mind or the way it all fits together. The way it's just turned up and they look absolutely perfect to play the style of play. They've done a lot of things that we have not done, and um, I, it almost I was thinking like we will have against we'd probably have a easier time of things against uh, like top four teams. We, like we scum were easier to play against than them, mm. weren't they? Because of and you think like how much they cost and like they are a traditional. Yeah, because they, they left space, didn't they? And, they, and then you yeah. don't expect like when Brighton turn up, be like, oh, the easy win this. And like, well, absolutely not. With that in mind, this time next week we've got Wolves. Um, easy three points there as we head into the international break. Um, who else have we got after that? Oh, loads of teams we can beat. We've then got Arsenal away. They'll have faltered by that point. Forest at home, easy. Palace at home, easy. What have Wolves done this week? Uh, Have they played yet? No, they play tomorrow. Yeah, some games tomorrow. Leicester had their, uh, didn't only lose to Chelsea today, they had that phase sent off. So that's a suspension. So they'll be a defender short. I think they'll have to play with, um, because they've only got a small squad the next game. Jerry Taggart. Yeah, they have to bring him back. Fair enough. <laughs> Mike Whitlow's refusing. Right, now... His loyalties are with Leeds. Now we're just listing retro characters. I think it's time to wrap up the show and say thank you for joining what us. What about Matt Elliott? On the live stream. Mozzie, is it? And if you're listening afterwards, my apologies. It's gone who was the, <laughs> for this long. Who was the Leicester player that played... There was a defender, but also played as a striker. Ian Marshall? No. No, that's Oldham. That's Oldham. Um, it's time to go, lads. There was one. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just going to say Andy Impey. Just because he had no neck. Paul Warhurst. We'll see him in a bit. No, he was Blackburn. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Bye. The Match Ball. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com. Save big.